The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now, it only just occurred to me then that that might have been a very apt song to play ahead of this segment. On the line now, we have Eleanor Crawford, who is a divorce coach. Eleanor, thank you for being on the program. Thanks very much, Mitchell. Yeah, Chris Isaac, Wicked Game. Is that what it feels like in your world being a divorce coach? Well, I wouldn't say wicked. I think it's human nature, but, yeah, there can be some really interesting events and experiences that couples experience, for sure. I'm fascinated by the title Divorce Coach. Can you talk me through what is a day in the life of a divorce coach and what do people seek help from you about? Well, I help women, so I'm a coach for women, and I help them either at the point where they are in a marriage and they feel unfulfilled and they've done everything that they can to try and repair or uh, deepen or reignite or reconnect with their husband or in, within or partner within the marriage, and that they decide that they actually can't do any more and they want and they want to leave the marriage. So I'm there from there onwards to walk them through like their concierge to help them to deal with the emotions that come up to help them to deal with you know any um affairs with lawyers or with the courts or anything just to help their mindset and their emotional heart just to stay really grounded and to then create the life that they really want so either from that point in the marriage or uh, or if they have been left in a marriage and or left from the marriage and that they're on their own again, how to recreate their life, how to deal with those emotions of sort of abandonment and isolation and there's some really big shame around being divorced. So helping them to sort of process that and to release that so that they can create the life that they really want. I've been reading a book over the weekend of someone talking about this subject and I suppose just how daunting it is when, for example, you may not have been across the finances and you think now there's a lot of work I've got to do around the finances, a lot of work I've got to do about the legal system and trying to overcome all of those challenges and perhaps that is why people put off getting divorced. There is a massive list. In fact, I've got a a resource that is free that anyone can download with sort of different sections, seven different sections about what what can happen during that divorce process, and some checkpoints of how to go about that to keep it sort of to keep it out of their heads because there's so much it can be so overwhelming that I've provided this checklist. They go, okay, I need to do that because things like your will, your power of attorney, um, you know, all your bank accounts, change of address, change of license, like change of passport. They're just the, the things about you, but if there's children involved as well, then it just becomes so much more complex. Do you think people tend to put off divorce simply because it is too complex and they don't want to have to work through that checklist? Even if they're in a bad situation, it's sometimes easier to stay in that than to have to go through that whole change process. Yeah, I, I don't think they even think about that, to be honest. I think it's more... Um I think it's more of a societal pressure that once you're married, the whole, you know, vows are married for, you know, for better, for worse, for the, for the rest of your life. And so actually seeking a divorce is a, is a, can be a real personal failure. And I think that that's why people 
actually stay in unhappy marriages. And it could just be longevity. You know, they've built a family, they've built a life, they've got assets. You know, they've got a whole combined life together that they might have been married for 20 plus years. And once you have been married for that long, you've got so much holding you together that it's maybe easier to stay and just be unfulfilled. And then also giving yourself that permission can take a long time because it's a very, very daunting conversation when you finally sit down and say, hey, listen, I'm not happy. I don't want to continue with this marriage. So I think there's a lot of factors and I think all of that sort of um, ticking the box sort of processes is not really front of mind when you're thinking about separating from your partner. We know there's been long lockdowns in both New South Wales and Victoria, but Victoria especially seems to take it to a whole new level when you combine 2020 with 2021. Um, Are the stats reflecting that there is a correlation between lockdowns and divorce? Yes, there is. um, The the latest statistics of the the 2021 year that there was an 8% increase in divorce, uh, which is, you know... It's big, you know, it's a big jump. And I think that that is reflective of the extra stress that the pandemic has put on couples and relationships. You know, they have this social isolation. They have no family support. They just can't go and and talk to a friend or a mate about how they're feeling. You know, they're in each other's pockets. They often have children at home homeschooling. They're often working at home at the same time. It's It's just a quagmire of stress. And what does that mean if you're going through a divorce, if there's been that spike? Because I'd imagine the courts and the legal processes would be quite tied up. Well, they have just done a big reform around the courts recently where they are actually encouraging a huge um, cohort of mediators so that people would go to a mediation first before they even go to the courts. The courts are absolutely bogged down with everything. So that's that's the idea for the for the courts. They've actually combined the courts so that there is just one court now that deals with family law and they have got a team of mediators so that people go through the mediation process before they even get to the courts. And then if they even went to court, I think that they would be encouraged to try and work it out under mediation rather than in the court process. Because one, it takes a lot of time. Two, it's expensive. And it's, you know, very... It's very confronting going to court about family issues. Mm. It's, it's, you know, it's really scary. In your experience, does the mediation approach tend to work in most cases? Because uh, to mediate, it does rely on both parties wanting to actually reach a timely outcome. You're absolutely right there, Mitchell. It does rely on both parties, parties wanting to reach an outcome. And I think that if both parties go in with the intention of doing that, then yes, I think the success rate is very high. I think that you have to be on the same page and you need to want to negotiate, um, you know, the divorce settlement and the property settlement under that, under those, um, sort of under the mediation program because I think that's really important to try and keep as much, as hard as it is, trying to keep the emotion out of it is the best way forward. You know, once a decision is made, I think, you know, if both parties can sort of try and take the emotion out of it, go, let's just do what's best for each other, do what's best for our children if they're involved, and just, you know, just bite the bullet and do it. And under mediation, that's the best way to do it. Do you have a sense as to what proportion of couples would do that? Because it really takes that, I, I don't want to say emotional maturity, but it takes a, some some degree of uh, emotional processing, I suppose, to compartmentalise and say, well, we're leaving the marriage over here and now we're just going to focus on this thing here and try and reach our objective. 
<laughs> well, how long is a piece of string? Um, look, that emotional maturity and awareness is really important, and I think that I think that that is so variable among the population. You know, uh, so it's really difficult to to give you any sort of distinct distinct answer on that. I just hope that every individual couple actually understands that you know the. There's no, once you've made a decision to leave a marriage, rarely do you reconcile and go back. So it's about moving forward and allowing each of the parties to recreate their life exactly the way they want it. And in order to do that, they actually have to close the chapter and then start anew. So it's about having that emotional awareness to be able to compartmentalise and say, okay, well, that chapter of my life is finished and, and just try and try and take the emotion out of it and go, okay, it wasn't what I wanted, but it's happened. So now I get to do something new. And it's really, that sounds easy when I say it, but it is a really difficult process and it does take emotional maturity and awareness. And of course, one aspect we haven't really touched on yet because it's one thing to go through the property settlement, but the custody arrangements must be difficult as well. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing that's brought with most emotion. Um, you know, as parents, just their kids are there, they're their top priority. So suddenly being able to provide two homes where they, where the children feel safe and loved and, and nurtured is really important. And for them, for the children also not to feel, to feel like they have any responsibility in the breakup is huge. You know, the parents have to be really clear that it's their decision and their decision only and that they both, you know, love the children with all their heart and they will, you know, move forward and nurture that love and take care of them. Um, and then there's the other complexities of, you know, uh, the support network, you know, the families, you know, suddenly each partner loses half of their support network with their in-laws probably not helping out or, you know, or in a, or in a less... or or they are able to help out less. So there's lots of complexities when it comes around child custody and I feel like that's one thing that that all, that that both parties, that their attention needs to be placed on to make sure that their kids are feeling loved and nurtured and and really safe and secure as they move forward in a really different, different situation for them. Finally, your advice to people listening that are perhaps going through the situation that you described, maybe they're in a a marriage, they're not happy with how it's going. What's the first step that they need to take? Well, I think they need to listen to their heart and really make it it really clear within themselves of what they want to do first. I mean, I think from my point of view, when I coach women, it's about the best thing that... the most important thing they can do is build the best relationship with themselves. So I think, you know, listening to their heart, really being clear and about what they want to do. Then once they've come to that decision in themselves, that they need to have some honest and open communication with their partner and just be brave about it and take any blame out of it. So use lots of language that, you know, and by taking responsibility for their own feelings and their own actions. And there's no, you know, but you did this, you did that. It's all about, this is how I feel and this is where I am in this situation. So I think that they're the first two things that they need to do is really be clear about what they want to do, how they feel, and then communicate it to their partner. And then once that conversation has happened, then, you know, it can be either all hell breaks loose 
or it can be just like, okay, well, let's work towards an amical separation and if there's anything in between that that's, you know, like a huge range of emotion. Well, thanks so much for being on the program. Really appreciate it. An important issue and one that will continue to be in the news because of the after effects of COVID and these lockdowns. Absolutely. I think that we'll hear a lot more about it in the news. And I think that divorce coaches and divorce lawyers are going to be um, quite busy in the next few years Mm. as the, you know, as the ripple effect of this pandemic just really plays out in the society. Certainly. Thank you very much. Eleanor Crawford with us there, who is a divorce coach. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts.